Welcome to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William, featuring award-winning financial advisor and former host of the Sunday Money Show, News Talk 1010, Paul Baraka and his associate advisor, William Baraka. Creating and keeping wealth does not need to be complicated. Paul and William will cut through confusing and contradictory financial advice to give you the real facts to help you invest better and enjoy a worry-free retirement. The views and opinions expressed in this video may not necessarily reflect those of IPC Securities Corporation. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. And hello and welcome everyone. This is episode 41 of Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William Barreca. Today we're going to take a dive into the five biggest and most costly expenses that business owners often make. And I've seen this year after year. I've been doing this for a long time. But first, before we get going, I just wanted to define what a business owner is. And a business owner can be a, a, a sole proprietor or an owner of a an incorporated company with at least one person employed there or many more, five or 10 or 15 or 20. And the characteristics, if you look at the characteristics of a business owner, they're hyper-focused. They work long hours. They're up evenings and weekends. They live, eat and breathe their building. I know I've been there. And three o'clock in the morning, you're up thinking whether something was missed or did something get done. Putting out fires endlessly, I know from personal experience, Paul, I think I've gotten a few late night texts from you about random stuff. <laughs> yes, you about, have. About work. So that, that's definitely true. Oh, yeah. So again, one of the things that you want to make sure is it, it amazes me how many uh, business owners get their financial advice. They'll get it from a golf buddy or someone like this. And it's it can be very complex. You want to make sure you're dealing with someone who uh, has experience in dealing with business owners. So um, again, we wanna, what's the results by the way? What's the results when you don't get proper, uh, when, you, when you're a business owner and you're so solely focused on the business, what you do, you end up spending all of your time working in your business, which means putting out fires, which means doing the day-to-day stuff versus working on your business, thinking about, your goals, where you want to draw the business, where you want to have the business go, the big picture stuff. You tend to avoid that because you know what? You're always too darn busy. You don't worry about that kind of stuff. And in many ways, that's penny wise and pound foolish. You know, you might save a thousand dollars by putting out a fire, might cost you a hundred thousand dollars because you're missing something else that's much, much bigger, whether it's a tax issue, an estate issue, a planning issue, whatever. So let's dive right into it. The top five mistakes that business owners obvious, uh, often make. And the first one, Will, right? Setting goals. They, they, they start their business. They drive. They drive without sitting saying, what do I want to get out of this business? What do I want to accomplish? They're always do- driving. They don't like ever stop to, like you were getting at before, do any long-term planning. It just go, go, yeah. go, go. Go, go. And that, that could mean you, your whole life is, is focused on working in your business. And that could mean, quite honestly, you neglect your family. You neglect your spouse if you have one. You neglect your kids. And you know what? That could cost you way more down the road in things like divorce and regret. So, again, 
work life. I, you know, we both talked to a lot of, of business owners who they're burnt out. They're burnt out. So again, setting goals, both personal and business goals, really, really key. Second one, and this is huge, taxes. I don't know. Do you know any business owners that like paying taxes? No, I don't think so, Paul. Business owners are, are personal people. Most people don't like taxes too much. No. And imagine this for a minute. Let's say you spend decades building a business, working long hours. And then at retirement, you sell your business, but you earn hundreds of thousands uh, and you pay hundreds of thousands of dollars of unneeded taxes because you didn't set yourself up properly five years previous, 10 years previous. 15 years previous. Yeah. Uh, to get back to what you were going on before, Paul, about business owners often not finding the time to do any long-term planning, this is where it can really, really, really cost you. If you look, if your exit strategy from the business is looking to sell it down the road, great. But there's, I think as what you're going to get into now, there's a way to sell your business, set up tax efficiently that could save you hundreds of thousands of dollars but if you don't do the planning, that could all be lost taxes. Yeah. We've seen so many business owners come through our office who are about to sell their business. And, well, you're the sole owner. What about your spouse? You're missing a million dollars of tax-free capital gains because you didn't have your, your family members as part of the business or you didn't set up a family trust. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of completely wasted money, completely wasted because you can't multiply and, your capital gains. And specifically, uh, capital gains yeah, exemption. that's a long-term capital gains exemption, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's just under $1 million per person. Again, if your spouse isn't on, isn't connected some way, you've lost it. A million dollar deduction on the sale of your business. Yeah. Th there's a number of criteria. It's beyond the scope of this episode right now, yeah, but there's yeah. a number of criteria that your business has to be eligible for to be eligible for this capital gains exemption. But again, what you're to what you're getting at now, it's not something where you can wake up tomorrow and say, I'm going to sell my business and do this. No. This takes years of planning. It's just like retirement planning. Some people say, oh, it's too early to do retirement planning. I'm going to be retiring in five years. I'll do it then. No, oh, that's way too late. You got to do this years and years and years before to do it properly and save the money. So that's one. Another thing on the tax side is you need to manage, if you're in a Canadian-controlled private corporation, uh, which CCPC is an acronym, you want to keep your income, not income, your net income, your profit below a half a million dollars. And your reason that is because under that half a million dollars, you're only paying 12.2% in corporate tax. If you're over that, it's 26.5%. Big big difference. So some of the ways you can do that, you can utilize things such as individual pension plans, uh, retirement compensation arrangement. Look at your compensation mix. Are you paying a salary or a dividend? And, and, and by the way, one isn't better than the other. They're different. Depends on your situation. Bingo. Depends on your situation. And just as well in IPP, Paul, IPPs to quickly expand on that, because we mentioned yes. before selling the business, um, aren't IPPs also potentially a great strategy? Maybe if you want to pass on your business to one of your kids. Excellent. By the way, an IPP is short for individual pension plan. 
and you can set these up for yourself as a business owner. Yeah, this offers the opportunity. Let's say you have a million dollars in an RSP and you and your spouse are gone. You're six feet under. Well, now you're going to lose your state is going to lose more than half of that. It's gone in taxes. It's gone forever. Well, if you set up an individual pension plan instead of an IPP, and let's say you have that same million dollars in there and your kids or one of your kids is working in the business, you can pass that on completely tax deferred to the kids. That's over half a million bucks in this example. Save. This is big money here we're talking about. And for all our listeners, if you're interested in learning a little more about IPPs, we did a full episode on them, uh, episode 14. So if you want to go back and check that out, uh, please do. Oh, good work, Will. Good work, Will. Yeah, some of the other things you can look at are salary to family members. I mean, we've had some people, come, business owners come to our office and and it's simple. Well, why aren't you paying You know, your spouse or the kids? They have to be doing some work in the business, but... Kids can work part-time, evening, Saturdays, earn an income. They're going to pay probably very little, if any, tax on that. That's a good way to do tax planning. And then, of course, our good government several years ago instituted a new law when dealing with passive income. So if you have an investment account held by your corporation, whether it's your operating company or your holding company, if you earn over half a million dollars of income, Guess what? You start to lose that small business tax rate of 12.2%. And if you have that passive income go over $150,000, you've lost all of that preferred tax tax percentage. Now, there are ways to deal with that, but you need to do them ahead of time. You need to set up your passive income properly. You can set these up where you can reduce the income that's coming out by generating deferred capital gains versus interest income and dividend income. You could use things like tax-sheltered insurance. Again, this can be an incredibly uh, fantastic uh, tax tool. We're going to talk about them a little bit more in a couple of minutes when we're on a different subject. The other thing, again, uh, that people don't realize is, or a lot of people, you know, well, we've talked to people before. They don't like registered money. I don't want to put money into an RSP because I have to pay tax on it later on. We've all heard that. Uh-huh. The problem is it's often not true. If you look like we do and analyze these on an after-tax basis by putting pair the exact same amount of pre-tax dollars going in, and you put that into a corporate investment account, where you put it into an RSP or an IPP, in a lot of occasions, you end up with more money after tax during retirement. Not every situation, but many situations. Again, this is where everyone is different. Everyone is unique. That's where dealing, doing the proper planning and getting the proper advice can make a big, big difference. Yeah. So, So, I mean, business owners should remember that for RSPs for business owners, Salary is deductible to the corporation. Yes. And then RSPs are deductible at your individual rate as well. So again, in the right circumstances, RSPs can still make big sense uh, for, for business owners. Huge. Anyone who has an investment account, whether it's held corporately or personally, it's not registered, who wants to make a trade and they've made it, you've owned Apple stock and you made a pile of money 
you know, maybe I want to rebalance. And you look at the big tax consequences of doing that. Well, in a registered plan, you don't have to worry about that trade. Just make the trade if you feel it's most preferential for it. I talked before, Will, I want to talk a little bit more about insurance. Held corporately, it is an incredible tax product. What it allows you to do is accumulate money inside your corporation, pay no tax on the growth. And then at the end of the day, when you're gone, that money can come out of your corporation in most circumstances completely tax-free. Tax-free are my two favorite words, by the way. Again, you really need proper expertise to do this, but in the right circumstances, uh, fantastic tax saver. That's why people with money, wealthy people, they use they buy large, large insurance policies because what it means, a lot more money after tax in their family's pockets. Paul, so what's the next, the next big uh, common business owner mistake you want to talk about? Well, could you imagine building a house without architectural plans? Just send the guy, start digging and go. I don't know what kind of house you're going to end up with. Imagine going on a road trip. You want to drive from, from here to Florida or from Toronto to Florida without looking at a map or just kind of figure it out as I go. Anything. The same comes with your retirement. Most people that we meet, one of their major, if not their most major concern is retirement. You need a plan. Same thing with business owners. In fact, with business owners, it's almost more important because with a business owner, there's often so many moving parts. What's the best one to take? Should you draw money out down the road from one source, a corporate source, a pension source, a business source, wherever? There's so many different nuts and bolts. You need to plan and continue to plan moving forward. And the other thing, too, could you imagine you wait to retire? You don't do any planning. You've depended on your business for your retirement. And all of a sudden, you're about to retire and you realize, I don't have enough money to live the life. I've worked evenings, weekends to build this business. I didn't plan it. I don't have enough to well, let, let's I, go back it could be that the business owner put all their eggs in one basket and said before retirement i'm going to sell the business get a big amount for it and that'll be my retirement but like you that's said our, that's our next topic well that's our next topic you're moving ahead perfect. but it's very very true perfect like you so you anticipate selling the business for a certain number whatever it is maybe you get to retirement and Maybe it's not worth what you thought it might be. Maybe technology has changed around you to affect the, the economies around your business. A whole number of variables could occur where, again, if you're putting all your eggs and just selling the business, you're putting yourself at big risk. It could work out, but again, it's extremely, extremely risky. Yeah, and that's it. Uh, we're moving ahead to the next topic. I, I want to move back, but you're absolutely right, William. Things change. And the other thing, too, that we've noticed with business owners is it's not uncommon for them to value their company at more than they'll really get for it. And you understand that it's their baby. They've worked on it for decades where they have a huge emotional attachment to it. You know, we've heard, oh, my bill, my business is worth five million and it gets sold for three or two and a half. Got to be realistic with your expectations. Again, when you're doing retirement planning. You want to look at a number of different factors. Look at, for example, what value you're going to get, if any, for your business. You may be in a business that there's no value. 
personal portfolios, registered portfolios, government benefits, real estate, pension, whatever. You got to bring them all together and decide what's the best way to move forward. Again, like you mentioned, though, Will, putting your eggs, all your eggs in one basket. Well, that's, didn't our mothers always tell us not to do that? It's just risky. It's just too much risky. The other thing, too, you want to take into account is. Well, I, I get it. Like, for example, if you're a business owner starting out in your 20s and 30s and you and you really like your business and you want to just keep reinvesting everything within the business to try and grow it. right? I, I get that. But at a certain point, again, I think you have to start diversifying, building some net worth outside of the business. Just again, like exactly. we over, so you're not completely reliant upon that business for your retirement. So start building up whatever makes sense, a corporate investment account, RSPs, whatever, whatever. the case might be, just build net worth in other areas. Now, you probably don't remember, William, but many listeners will. The T. Eaton Company, Eaton's was a department store downtown. They started in the, oh, 1870s, something like this. They were the big department store in Canada. And then they failed. They failed in, oh, I forget, 30, 40 years ago. And they failed because of bad management. But what happened? The Eaton's family today are doing fine because they put money elsewhere. Even though they ran the business apparently into the ground, they had money elsewhere. Apparently, they're still quite wealthy. That's a position you want to put yourself in. That's your margin of safety. By the way, too, you want to make sure, uh, since we're talking about that, that's the next item which is building a safety net in one of the five mistakes, number four. And that's the same thing. Don't count on your business to fund your retirement. Have alternative sources. The other thing, too, for building a safety net, and make sure you have make sure you have proper insurance. I mean, you want to make sure that the plans you put in place actually happen. And you know what happens in life? All sorts of things will happen in virtually everyone's life that they don't expect. People get divorced. People pass away unexpectedly. People get sick. Your kids run into financial problems. You got to help them out. They get divorced. They run into financial problems. There things, almost every family, these things will happen. They're going to require money that you didn't expect to shell out. And sometimes it's a lot, by the way. Sometimes it's a lot. So again, you want to utilize uh, proper insurance. It's often an incredibly cheap way to make sure for the most part that the plans you make, the financial plans you make actually happen and you protect your family and you protect your business. By the way, could you imagine you have a business owner, you have a partner, the partner dies and now your partner, now your partner is your partner's spouse who knows nothing about the business and you have to deal with that huge chance that business is going to go under and not be worth much. So again, Partnership, uh, key man insurance, buy-sell agreements with proper insurance. You want to make sure these are taken care of. They're just good planning ways. All big companies do risk management. Next item. Next item. Uh, set up an estate plan. Hey, your business owner, it's a good chance you've got assets. You want to make sure that you plan your estate to minimize tax and make sure that what you want ha to happen actually happens. And there's still some people who, you know, we meet don't really care. But you know what? If you don't make plans and you own a business, you are going to leave your family with an expensive mess, an expensive mess 
that you're going to there where you're leaving your family and partners open to lawsuits, wasting piles of money on on uh, on legal fees and so forth. And the other thing, a good estate plan is going to facilitate a quick transfer of your business, leaving your family whole, avoiding erosion of the value that you of your business that you spent decades building up. It's just good proper planning. You work too hard to let it sift away. Obviously, just yeah. having proper wills. And by the way, many people, if you own a business, you need a second will for your business. You don't use it under your personal will. By the way, that'll save probate fees. Not too bad. So that's setting up an estate plan. Last item of the five steps is plan for succession. I mean, we kind of, some of these are overlapping a bit, right? But you want to plan for succession. How many people who run their business and then they want to retire? Well, what do I do now? How do I find a buyer? Maybe, as you mentioned before, maybe they're not set up. Their corporate structure is not set up to sell the business. They've done no research into who's going to buy it. And then they end up working when they don't necessarily want to work and have to work. So, you know, who can you leave your business to? You can sell it to someone, partner, family. And again, establish that succession plan. Think about it early, five years before. If you want to retire at 65, you should be thinking no later than age 60 about what you think you're going to do. At least five years. So... So let's go quick review of the five mistakes that we probably missed a few things, Will, because there's so much involved with a business. There's so many moving parts potentially. And they may not be. We mentioned you could be just an entrepreneur, maybe one person. You're still going to have business issues. To me, you're still going to be laser focused on your business. You're probably going to miss things that are going to cost you and your family a substantial sum of money. So the first, first item balance your business, set goals for personal and business life. That's number one. Number two, which is maybe the biggest one, is taxes. And there are, again, many, many moving parts here. Number three, establish that retirement plan, even though you're in your business and you're focused so much on, on your business. Start thinking about retirement. It's makes It's going to save you a lot of headache later on. Number four, Build that safety net. As William said, don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's much riskier than you believe. Get proper insurance. Make sure that you're set up in your business so that if something happens to someone, there's money there through insurance to make sure the business continues and you don't erode erode the value there. And the last one is set up a proper estate plan. Again, you don't want to work your whole life and something happens. And what you work so hard for, you know, 20%, 30%, 40%, or maybe all of it is eroded away because you didn't have proper estate plan. So that's, I think that's much of today's program. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining in. The next installment of Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William focuses on Generation X. And if you're born between mid-60s and early 80s, you're Generation X. And that's a stage of life where you have unique financial challenges and you need to overcome them. You need to prepare them because uh, if not, you could, again, run into expensive misses there. So we're going to discuss five of the critical Generation X challenges and how to overcome them on the next 
Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William. Looking forward to it. Uh, thanks a lot, Paul. Thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, if you like this today, please like, share, and subscribe to the show or pass it along to someone you feel uh, might enjoy it as well. For even more valuable insights, check us out on social media. You can find both of us on LinkedIn and you can find me on X. Uh, the links to both of those will, will be in the show notes below. So again, thanks everyone. Thanks, Paul. And uh, and we'll see you in a, in a couple weeks. See you next time, everyone. This podcast was brought to you by West End Wealth Planning, an award-winning wealth planning practice catering to small and medium-sized business owners and to those looking to create a worry-free retirement for themselves and their families. To learn more, go to westendwealth.com. Don't forget to rate this podcast and subscribe to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.